Hello and welcome to Behind the Chair, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of relationship between hairdresser and client, long-form conversations about nothing. Every episode you will meet a loyal client and listen to our private conversation. Everything from music, cars, technology, beauty, health, wellness and relationships. So join us as we lift the lid and let you inside. Experience the magical bond as I stand behind the chair. So today on Behind the Chair, we are with Kelly, my friend from Kalgoorlie. Hello. And Kelly is naturally a blonde and we're just doing some blonde foils. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for fixing my hair. Look a bit <laughs> like a raccoon. <laughs> when the kids draw pictures of you at school and they have yellow hair and then they put a black thick line in the middle, you know you know you have to get your hairdresser to come and do your roots. That's so sad. Yeah. And I was like, what's that black bit in the middle? That's your hair. Oh, my God. Oh Cheers for that, kids. Thanks for that. Well, I wonder in your class if any of the students will be a hairdresser. Yes. Lucy. Do you feel like they're showing oh, promise for, like, as an artist? Bro, you're ruining my podcast. Though. That's the dog with this dog toe. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we were talking, we're doing community help at the moment, and she, Fergie, bugger off, that's the dog. Let's get it, one that doesn't squeak. Yeah. Um, and so she drew a self-portrait of herself, and I love her style. She drew herself with a pineapple, rainbow pineapple hairdo, yeah. and a pair of, I was like, what's that, with a long, like, black lead, and was like, she said, that's my, my, no, that's my hair dryer. I was like, mm, good on you. And so, yeah, she says she wants to be a hairdresser. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Do you know if her mum's a hairdresser? No, her mum works in nursing. In the ED, actually. Huh. Does every student, when you do the... When I grow up, I want to be a whatever. Does every single kid just say what it is that their mum and dad does? Nope. Or is that just my kids because they think I'm their hero? Some kids do. Depends, I guess, what their parents do. Or if they know what their parents do. Not all kids know what their parents do. My mommy goes to work. My daddy gets money. <laughs> so some children don't know. Other kids do know what they The best to. one, just sit back a little bit, like turn your knees towards me maybe a little bit. Yeah, the best one was my little niece. <laughs> they made like a bow tie for Father's Day. Oh. And they said, oh, what does your daddy do? And... Um, she put her hand up and said, well, my daddy doesn't have a job. He just stays at home. Yeah, I've had a child say, my mummy spends the money yeah. when I asked her what the job was. Yeah. I was like, yes, mum, good on you. Well, that, I always would be triggered by that. Have they overheard the father Oh, that? yeah, that's right. Because, you know, they're just like little parrots. So whenever the kid says like something that is just not that great, you wonder mm. who told you that. Yeah, power struggles. 
Or do you ever say anything hell dodgy in front of them and then they go home and start mouthing no. off and then the kids are like, where did they live? I always counteract that and say, well, mummy stays at home and does all the important jobs like the life admin, the cleaning, the cooking, the looking after you guys. So that's mum's job. Mum's got a friggin' hard job. So she can spend all the money. Or even she might be the one that spends all the money because the dad is working so much he doesn't have time to go to the shop. So the mum always is the one that goes to the shop like, yeah. and gets a wallet out buys the food. Yeah, you've got to be open-minded to what kids say. Well, you should hear what Bobby says. He yeah. says he doesn't understand the roles that, you know, the societal expectations of mum and dad roles. Mm. So he doesn't understand... He said something to Rob to the effect of basically, oh, look at that person's daddy, but it wasn't the dad, it was the mum, but they were doing something. Like, Rob's basically the mum. And so Bobby thinks that always the dad is the mum now, I think. Oh, so he's, yeah. Yeah, so he'll say, oh, like, I I wish I could remember what it was, but we were both just looked at each other like, no shit, that's what Bobby thinks. He thinks that... That's because you've changed the norms of what yeah. is the stereotypical working dad and mum does the part-time or no-time job. So good on you for that. Mm. Times have changed, hey? We shouldn't be stereotypical mum works, does the cleaning the cooking anymore. And who says that those jobs are assigned to the male or the female in the home? I think everyone should just do whatever, doesn't really matter, or do nothing even. But I had a lady say to me the other day, and I was just like, okay, you're an idiot, and I'm going to go and walk over this way now. Because she was like, basically saying that the thing that's wrong with kids is that, you know, parents, that mum shouldn't work. This is like a boomer as well, by the way, like granny. (laughs) Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even respond. I literally just walked away. I'm like, just turn like this way. Stand up. Like there. That's a bit of a retarded comment to make. Well, it's just bizarre though. And I'm like, bro, it's just... It's 2023. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just like, the old me... This is, like, before I was on SSRIs, I'd be triggered and I'd, like, I'd fully get into a debate when people, like, display stuff like that. No, doggy. Whereas, like, now I have literally not enough energy to even respond to it. would be like, oh, okay, cool. And then just, like, days off. Mm-hmm. Like, I have nothing in me that wants to try to change their mind no, or I'm just like yeah no worries bro carry on with you and that must be how normal people respond to idiots but yeah the old me would have been like get out you know facts and try to change their mind and like or do you know just like get agitated whereas Biggie, I bed. just don't even care Biggie come on bed you don't need to hear doing today <laughs> yeah you want to know something interesting about cats and dogs? Yeah, we're talking about the dog and cat litter again. It's not the litter. This is a little bit more. <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast about, and it is an interview with a coroner. Mm. Do you know what they do? 
Yeah, well, they do, they do all the assessments and stuff after you're dead, aren't they? They're the death investigator, yeah, that's the definition. The, so when somebody's deceased... Yeah, the post-mortem and all that information puts together. Anything that looks anything... You know, if it's just of old age, the police just pack it up and away it goes. But if there's any clue that there's anything that needs investigating, they call the coroner, the coroner rolls over. Anyway, the coroner is so grim, eh? He's like actually so dark to talk about on the podcast. It's deep talk. If you have a cat, he said, sometimes before your heart even stops, the cat will start to have a little scratch at. They said they eat your face first. Oh, no. The cat can smell the death on the person before they're dead, essentially. So the moment that you're not alive anymore, the cat not only predicts that that's about to happen, but in some um, cases, like the old person will say, the cat's like trying to bite me or whatever, and then they die that day. But when the police arrive, the cat has eaten their whole face, and if you don't arrive, you know, in a short period of time, the cat will basically eat your whole body. And the cat likes it, like that's something the cat likes to eat. And he said to, on the podcast... Oh, no more, that's gross. Last thing. Dogs, Labradors, he said. Oh, yeah, Labradors, well, they're greedy sides. No, no, no. He said the Labrador is the only breed of dog that will starve itself to death and not eat the owner. Like, they'll find both the Labrador and the owner is both dead. The, dog, the Labrador dog will never eat its owner. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now you've learned something. Fergie, but... you've got a lot to chew on if you eat me. That's why I wouldn't get a cat, though. Like, the cat, you can kind of tell the cat's already sizing you up. Like, have you I ever bet you'd be dead. Why would you care? I wouldn't care, but I just was interested in it as information. I just was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Well, it means that family can't come and visit you in the morgue afterwards because your face is all chewed off. Would you keep the cat or would you be like, no? Well, I'll be go- dead. Don't worry about the cat. No, no, like, mm. if, that, if it's your family member, be like, no, motherfucker, it's your time to go now. You fucking ate my No, brain. I would totally taxi do me the shit out of that cat. No, but the cat's still alive and it's got a big old full belly. Yeah, but I'd still taxiderm it. <laughs> Stuff it. Can you taxiderm me a person? You can. There's those science things you can do that too, can't you? Wow. Donate yourself to science. Well, I'm donating myself to the National Brain Institute at the University of Brisbane because obviously I have a very unique brain that's like very complex in many weird ways and I hope that after I'm gone... They can use my brain to help anyone else in time that has any of the symptoms and things that I have with all the weird shit that I have. Did I put it in like a big pickle jar? Hopefully. Nice. Put it in a museum. Me and Farla. <laughs> and um, the dude from Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney, he's oh, also, yeah. he's frozen. Yeah, I don't want to be frozen. I actually listened to another podcast with a dude who that's his job. So you could say, okay, I changed my mind. I do want to be frozen, right? And then you contact this place. And then the place, you pay them a truckload of money. And then they're the people that get called once you die. And the quicker they move, the better, he said, the better the outcomes. So they want to arrive at the scene as soon as possible. And he talked through the process of what they do to chuck in the freezer. But yeah, I was like, hmm, people will make money literally any way they can. How long will they keep you in the freezer for? Forever. 
Well, how can you pay for the money indefinitely? I don't know. I don't know. I have to listen to it again. But yeah, that's it's for the you know rich and famous that think that their existence is obviously important and what they on. think that somebody along the way will come up with a way of defrosting them and bringing them back to life. Yeah, get them out the freezer. Wow. That's why people do it. That's why the Walt Disney dude did it because in his mind he said, yeah, well that's going to happen. Not only is it inevitable, but he thought that it would happen like by now. Mm. But yeah, it hasn't. I don't think that it ever will because the Bible says that that doesn't happen. Yes. What a waste of money. Not a waste because if you if you have adopted that religion as your, you know, life, then it would, I suppose, give that person hope the way a religious person has hope. That's their hope, isn't it? So You'd be so stiff though when you woke up. Not necessarily. Like the worst hangover feeling. They could inject you with like, because by then we'll all be like aliens. So anyway, not very interesting for my podcast, but that's just the type of things I think. Yeah, it's better than talking about cats eating my face when I'm dead. I don't really... Tonight when you lay in bed, you'll be thinking about me like fucking cuddling. Yeah, I make sure I keep the gate locked because there's a cat over the road from me. And of all the cats that I want to get eaten by, it wouldn't be by that monkey mutt. Yeah. If I'm going to get eaten by a cat, I want it to be like a British blue. I wouldn't really care which cat ate me, to be honest. I just wouldn't want to get eaten by a cat. No, but if I was going to get eaten by a cat, I want it to be a nice cat, not like a skanky street cat. Wow. Who do you think would win out of a cat and a rat if they had a fight and they were the same size, like a small-sized cat and a large-sized rat? What kind of cat we're talking? Like we're talking yeah, about just like a cat. That... Domestic cat? Yeah. Oh, a rat. Wow, so you think the rat trumps the cat? The rat can eat the cat or just kill the cat? Kill it, it won't eat it. Wow. What do you think would win if you had the same size crocodile and python snake? If they're the same size and they were in battle, who do you think would win? Snake. The python wins, yeah. yeah. What about a panther and a coyote? They're about the same, aren't they? The coyote wins. The teeth. No, I think they're more... I think they're more... Uh, there's a reason, but yeah, the coyote does win. Mm-hmm. Maybe because the panther is acting alone, whereas the coyotes are working together. Yeah. What about a dog and a kangaroo? If they're the same size, like a baby kangaroo and a dog. Depends what kind of dog you're talking about there, I suppose. Like a a dog, like the dogs that I, call, I don't know the name, but they're in Australia and they live, like a dingo. Oh, a dingo. Oh, yeah. I, if you're talking about those kangaroos that look like they're on roids with the big... No, no, no. Think about the size of a dingo. Yeah. The kangaroo is the same size as the dingo who wins. The dog. The dog wins. Mm. I saw a documentary and the dog literally ate the kangaroo. It was honestly like horrific. Oh my gosh, what do you want? <laughs> All right. The Nature Channel. Bloody hell. It was terrible. Do you, do you know what? I watch um, zit popping videos. What's that? Where people just pop spots. But that is a, there's a reason for that, you know. It's therapeutic. No, there's a reason why your brain likes it. I mm. can't remember what it is. But you know my sister Angie? Mm. It's like porn for her. Yeah, she it is. loves it. It's froth. How long would you watch it for? Ten minutes. 
Yeah. So is it like 10 minutes of one video or do you move through? Well, some of them get a bit more lame Yeah. as they go along. And Do you know what I wish people would do with these people popping videos? Is I wish they would show the face with the mm. spots, pan out, then obviously do what they do and pop all the spots. Mm. And then pan back out afterwards so you can see the before and after. Because... You get these people that have all these blackheads on their faces and they pop the shit out of them where they must have so many little craters on their face and it's so therapeutic. And I'm like, I just want to see... Who like, pops them, though? Oh, it's different. If you watch the ones in Vietnam, it's all those little salons that they go and lie on the beds with the No mic. shit, so is there a salon? Imagine if that yeah, was Yeah, you're not allowed to do that here. Why? Um, I don't think you're allowed to do it like city extractions anymore. When it's just I not hygiene. When I on a cruise ship, there was this old guy, this is really bad, this old guy came in and he was really rich. He wanted to just have like a full day at the spa. So we were commissioned based. So we're like, yes, daddy, like, let's go. But anyway, he wanted, I couldn't give him a facial because he's, he had these giant black craters. And I was like, I'm not even a beautician. I was just pretending to be one. And then, so this lady who's my friend who I told you about, that's yeah. from Wales. She goes, I got, I got you fam. So in she comes. I just have to steam his face first. It fucked up. His face was coming off. His face. He was so old that, like, he... We, she couldn't do it because if you went to do it, like, it, you know, his nose would have just fallen off. Like, big chunks of his face would come off. Oh, no. We were like, Ugh. all right, maybe just leave them on there then. We'll I suppose he's left them that long. But, but... I didn't want to do a massage over because it was gross. When you don't pop them, they become more dilated and the pore gets bigger. Ah. And then they have little holes and then they fill back up with the... But why don't I get blackheads, I wonder? Maybe you just produce as much oil in your skin. So is it oil? Yeah, oil and then dirt. I like to see a video where it shows you one being created, like the oily skin, so I can see how, where did they come from. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, wish they pan out and show you. But some of them are all different types of zip popping ones. There's the mushy ones, and there's always like, on your face. Yeah, like sometimes back ones are good, but there's not as many back ones out there anymore. They show like ones on people's genitals or their butt. No, because I don't Google that shit. Yeah, but surely it would just come up like an algorithm. Or maybe they don't because people that are normal will go, oh, yuck, and then turn it off, but they want you to keep watching. Like the aim of the game Do is you get, to... Can you get blackheads on your genitals? Well, no, it would probably be an STD. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, Because no, <laughs> I know a chick, she used to get herpes, and she used to have to run a bath just to take a wee. Like, if they did a regular Ooh. wee into a toilet... The acid of the week. Ah, uh, that's so yeah. It's honest. It's actually. Why would she suffer like that? Go and get it sorted. There's nothing you can do, Kelly. Do you not know anyone that's had an STD? Yeah, but you can get. Sorry, you can get cream and treatment for it. Here's the thing with herpes. So once you get a, a brain. Oh yeah, cancer, yeah. That's it. You forever have the virus. Like, do you know anyone that has some on their face? No. As soon as you get a cold, as soon as you get a whatever, cold sore, yeah. your face goes nope, and it, you just covered in cold sores. So it's the same with the genitals; they can't predict it, but they might have a bad day, and then boom, their whole, you know, and then it's it's honestly so sad that people have to live like that. Like I know of, of girls, like our friends, that are like that. That's all. It's really sad. Mm. Nice. Let's change from blackheads to black. Well, these are all conversations I have with Matthew, and he just looks at me like, shut up. <laughs> but mm. I'm like, you need to know this. But 
they used to the ones that are the work, the ones that get the most are the old guys out in Vietnam. Yeah. Or people that used to be like um, working like smoky conditions because they get very. So blocked. I wonder if it's the smoke then that does it. Um, what's the blocked uh, pores from all the rubbish and stuff? Pollution. My sister is married to Chris, and he told me. He'll wake up during the night and like, you know, you catch a partner watching porn. He'll wake up and catch Angela frothing over those videos. And he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like on the TV in their bedroom. Uh, he's like, turn this off. On the TV? No, I'd never let people see me watching the TV. Do, and I wouldn't let Evan my son see it. Whenever people watch pimple popping videos, do you think they always watch it alone? Or do they watch it together with their partner? Oh, if their partner's into the same thing. But I'd say mostly alone. I wonder if men are into it or if it's just ladies. Yeah, I think just ladies. Because, yeah, have you ever met a dude that says, imagine, <laughs> imagine if you're on a date and be like, so what do you like to do for fun? Well, watch this video and then just be like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, what videos do I watch? Hang on, let me think. And then, because then you click on like the pimple pop in, it then kind of susses out that you're a bit of a sicko and you like stuff. <laughs> so then you're a dirty girl. It's like, oh, you like that filter? Yeah, let's give you some other ones. Oh, the next recommendation. Oh, what is it? Fungal toes. And like people with yellow toenails that are curling over and, and, and then growing into the ones next to it. How did people allow that to happen? Like, they wouldn't be able to walk, surely. Yeah, like diabetes and their fit finger, their toes have just gone gross and they've been too scared to go because they're worried they're going to lose their feet. But what does diabetes do to your toes? What's the link there? The circulation and stuff. Yeah, why would that make your feet go gammy? Because um, my just, feet are fucked, so does that mean... No, I mean, you just, with diabetes, you just get... Well, I, I don't know if this is right, but, like, if you've got... Like a bit of athlete's foot, it would go really gunky really quickly because you're more prone. Are you more prone to infections if you're diabetic? I can't remember. I don't know, but my skin on my feet just peels. And it's like, I, I think I have OCD with my feet. Like, I like to have my feet with, you know the thing where you do the exfoliation, oh, but yeah. it's like a metal thing on a brush type yeah. of thing? Yeah, like a, like, um, I love it, eh? Yeah, foot file. Yeah, like a foot file. You need to just get a sander on that. Yeah, well, it is a sander. Yeah. But that's what I like to do because I don't like to have, like, skin, skin tags hanging off my face. Oh, nobody wants, like, big slabs of ham hanging off your feet. When you were a kid, did you ever see in your grandparents' bathroom, like, a stone on a stick? Like with... a pumice. Yeah. And I was like, what the... Never sniff that shit. I never smelled never it. Never sniff that I'm not a pimple-popping watching video person. I never smelled it. But I always looked at it. I was like, what the fuck is that for? Fergie, shut up. And then I got older and I realised I know what it's for now. It's for the dead skin. Yeah, on your asshole. Really? <laughs> I know. Oh, because I don't think you get, like, dead skin on your asshole. Probably do. If you do, that's probably an STD. Yeah. No, it's more, I thought, for their foot. What's the dog barking at? Maybe because we're talking about it. The dog barks. Oh, my God. I'm putting his bark collar back on. It's going to oh. annoy the neighbours. He's probably been barking all day. No, he has a bark collar on in the day, so the neighbours don't Oh, you just took it off. Well, I'm worried if he keeps barking that the people that live around me will make a complaint to the... They probably will. Do you want to put the collar back on? Yeah. Fergie! Yeah, go. Come, come. 
Sorry to whoever's got headphones on and listening. You're deaf now. <laughs> yeah, with my whistling. Where's the bark collar? Here. Yeah. A person at near our house had a dog barking like that all day. We were just like, oh, shut up. Peggy, come come. Come come. And we're back. Hello. And welcome to Channel 9 News with Ellie Woolley and Kylie Hodgkinson. And today in news, the dog has his bark collar on. His bark collar is on. Some people need a bark collar. Some people just need like collars where I can control it with my phone and just zap them when I'm getting angry. Imagine that. Or maybe having them on people's bowls. What are you doing, bro? On the, no, because would you... The feminist thing for that is, would you put that on your vagina? Well, it depends what the buzz was like. No, but if it hurt, stop. Are you into that kind of thing? No, I'm not. No. No, no. I'm, not only am I not into it, I actually don't enjoy it. No. Moving on. <laughs> that was a crap conversation. It's not. I'll tell you about a real life... 2023 problem that no one talks about. Are you ready? Go for it. I have a lot of friends that are our age, right? Yep. So I'm, I mean, they're 35 or 36. And they've been single for, you know, 10 years, right? Yep. And so they would use, you know, like electronic toys and things like that for 10 years. Wow. So once you've been doing that for 10 years, they said to me now, when they don't have that, now they're partnered, right, for the first time in 10 years, so they're not using their electronic devices. They're just using, you know, the old fashioned way. And they said that now they actually can't climax without the electronic toy. So you know how they say if men watch porn all the time, then they can't have sex and have an orgasm, or sometimes they can't even become erect. Wow. Well, the same goes for women, and this is something I did not know until very recently. If women do that, it actually can affect their abilities as well. That's a bit strange. It's sad, because imagine you meet a guy who you love, and then imagine how you make that guy feel when you can't really... Yeah, it's a real shame, but it's But then like, wouldn't you have to be open with your new partner and be like, let's just mix it up a bit? Yeah, you can. But then do you think the partner wants you to whip that out every single time you're having sex? Like, most guys want to probably know that they can, you know. And so, yeah, I was like, well, crap. Those things are going to, like, cause extinction. Yeah, but sex isn't always about that, though, is it? No, definitely not. 
but you know some people do like it is though if you're used to climaxing every time with your electronic device then what you're doing with the dude is something different yeah (laughs) it's something really different well that's about me well if you're in a meaningful relationship it's more about connection with the person is it as opposed to absolutely but what if you just met each other and you want to have a baby that's when like extinction it i honestly think so i've had because Matthew's at this age now, so I try to be an open book and have conversations. Like, obviously, everybody does different things, but this is the consequences that can happen. I just want, like... Whereas my parents never talked about stuff like that. Mm. But anyway, I just think... As technology progresses, they should have... Like, in the UK now, you can't watch porn. Did you know that? No. You have to put your driver's license into the phone. Otherwise, it won't let you get past the... It's like a paywall, but you need a driver's license. Well, that's a good safety thing, because they reckon children here in Australia are accessing porn from about age eight, aren't they? Maybe even younger. As soon as they have a phone, they're watching it. It's ridiculous. But I think that it is good, and I'm surprised that England is taking on these preventative things before us. We should be onto it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's why all these young girls are ending up in ED with their first sexual encounter, aren't they? I went to a a safeguarding thing for children, and they were saying that these young children are watching porn and thinking that's how people have sex. No! And, you know, like, they're watching... Oh, my God, that's so sad. So these boys are watching these these pornos and, like, well, this is how we have sex. And because of the level and extremity of the porn industry, they then go and meet a girl, have sex for the first time, basically bringing bash her to smithereens to the point where she's hemorrhaging. And so the first sexual encounter girls are having... They're in ED with injuries because... That's honestly so sad. It's very sad. Um, you know, and so... It makes me baby glad. Bed. It makes me glad that I had that chat with Matthew because at least I know he won't be like that then. But I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, so, you know, and I guess boys watch it because they want to have an idea and they don't want to go into the bedroom clueless. But, mm. you know... We have, they well, need he to... will not be clueless. He was absolutely horrified. He was like, please make the bed... Stop. And I'm like, no, you need this information. But even things like if you see a girl at your school and she stands up and there's a big blood yeah. stain on the chair, don't go, oh, look at that. Yeah. You go up discreetly and you whisper, oh, like, you know, do you want... You need to and be that. the friend that I wish that I had at high school. Do you know what I mean? The support person. And, like, girls at school, he's sort of like the gay friend, but he's very much into girls, he said. But he said the girls will talk to him in detail about things because he knows about stuff like that more than some of the girls do. Yeah. Where their mum maybe didn't tell them about a period or even, like I said, (laughs) I've told him so much about, like, the human body and I've actually learned so much as well. There's so many things I honestly learned for the first time myself. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think... It's his body, his choice, but I want to make sure that he has all of the information to yeah, make, make a good choice as informed it. decisions. Yeah. What about if Evan said, oh, mummy, can I have a tattoo? What would you say? I'd say, well, let's have a chat about it. What do you want? We do a bit of research, find out a bit more, look at the pros and cons. That's a great approach. Um, maybe have a look at some reviews of where to go. Mm. Uh, maybe go down the road of 
let's get a temporary one first and see That's how you great idea. have a think about it because I'm I'm not a huge fan of tattoos myself. Do you have any? No. Me neither. Well, I have one on the bottom of my foot, but... Yeah, but I think it has to be a personal thing, and I, but I really don't like them. Tell, don't. Think of a person that you know where you saw a ta- their tattoo and you thought, I love that tattoo. Uh, there's a girl. I've seen a couple of ones, like little small ones on the hands. Like, I really like the idea of having, like, a little... Um, crucifix just on the inside of my wedding ring finger little cross just there mm. um i did used to like and then i was like Ooh, i used to like the tattoo of like rosary beads around your foot yeah but then i kind of went off it's that. interesting with stuff like that it really ages you because you yeah. know any lady that has barbed wire around their yeah. arm they're 60 yeah. Any chick that has a tramp stamp, she's 40. Yeah. Like, it's so it's definite... like it puts you in a category. That's right. So, um, But yeah, if my son wanted to have a tattoo, I think I'd have to be open-minded to it and we discuss it. I, you know, at the end of the day, as you said, it's his body, his choice. But I would just maybe open him to both pros and cons of having it done. And like it's not something that you can just change your mind about when it's already done. What do you think should be the age limit to get a tattoo? I don't think there should be an age limit. Like eight years old, twenty years. Oh, old. Wait, you mean like how old they've got to be, or yeah, or, yeah, when, yeah. or the cut off? Oh, I think you have to be over eighteen, definitely. I think twenty five. Because yeah. everyone you know that gets a tattoo when they're eighteen yeah, has it removed. Them. All my friends that had them young have now spent. Fortunes, and that's a really good business to be in. Oh, tattoo, tattoo removal. removal. Yeah. They're the ones laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. But yeah, I believe at 25, if you get a tattoo, your frontal thing has developed and yeah. you've probably switched on enough to get something that you'll like forever. forever. Yeah. I want to get my whole back like Space and Stars with Astro Boy, like a giant Astro Boy tramp stamp. But I wouldn't do it because I am too stingy. Um, and I don't. I wouldn't want to pay for it. Number one, I also couldn't endure the pain because yeah. I'm a wuss. But I've always wanted a giant, like a whole back tattoo of Astro Boy. I seen one on the internet, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I want." I know. But luckily, I never ever got it done because I'm too much of a wuss. The tattoos that I really love are the ones where someone's culture, for example, if you're a Maori, in your family there's a dude and he's the tattoo guy and at each milestone of your life you would get a certain whatever Mm. and it's like symbolic of your culture and it means something to not only yourself but to your parents and grandparents. It also like, yeah, I think that stuff like that's really cool and I love stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, if you're not like a Maori, then I don't think you should do that. I think it's like inappropriate. Mm. Okay. Like to get a Maori tattoo, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've seen often people with Chinese tattoos. I don't know what it says, but... And I've said to them, like, I didn't know that you were Chinese. And they're like, I'm not. But I'm like, well... Why why would you get it? You could have F.U. on there. Well, no, it's more just like... Do Chinese people feel okay about that? Because if I was a Chinese person, I'd be like, that's appropriation. 
Like if you can't do, do you know what I mean? How's that different to the Maori? Like some Aussie battler getting like a Maori symbolic tattoo. It's the same Chinese. But Chinese is a different form of writing though, isn't it? They're just writing symbols as opposed to letters. And yeah, like beautiful art. Yeah, it's like a calligraphy in itself. I just wish I could like speak Cantonese. I wish I could write it. Cantonese or Mandarin? Whatever. Like all of them. <laughs> like, it would just imagine if you could randomly just start talking. Just say you're on a bus and someone is, you know, wherever. And you could understand them and you respond. And they'd be like, that white girl knows what I'm saying. Oh. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I always wanted to do that. But it's not smart enough. Just go on. Nihau, man. Yeah, I can say certain things, like the things that are in songs. Maybe yeah. I could learn through a song. Yeah, you could just sing your way through it. Right, right, yeah. You're like, oh, bonjour. We all know how to say one or more, but That's why I asked that day, you know, what songs do you know that you can sing fluently in another language that's foreign to you? And everybody has those songs because you can learn in a song, but you can't learn if you have somebody trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. What other languages do you know? Well, speak Welsh to me. Well, I can't speak much Welsh. Hi. Just, I, I didn't do it fluently at school. I only did who used to of, teach it? Uh, uh, Welsh teachers. People who spoke Welsh fluently. I would love you... Imagine if they taught Welsh at schools here. That would be cool. Well, but, yeah, but I don't know if there's any purpose to it here, unless you've got like a big Welsh community. There's no freaking purpose to teach us Indonesian either, side note. Wow, well, tourism, isn't it? Our, our local Aboriginal Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. They need to teach them uh, Noongar. Is Noongar for... Oh, yeah, that's what language they would speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're in the Noongar country, so we should learn the dialect within the area that we live in. When I lived out in Kalgoorlie, it was Wangatha. Um, so it sounds different. It sounds very different to Nonga. Yeah, very different. Um, but yeah, I definitely think you should just learn some of the incidental stuff. In what Nonga. do you know about the referendum? Yeah. Do you know, I feel really uneducated about it and I'm slightly embarrassed about my lack of, of knowing about Once it. Once your colours on, I'll take, I'll, I have a PowerPoint. Okay. That they've emailed us. Yeah, I can't vote yet, unfortunately, because I still haven't. Oh my voted. god! So you can't even vote? No, because I don't have citizenship. So I'm an immigrant. That breaks my heart that you can't vote because you would be a yes. One hundred percent, I'd be a yes. Oh. Uh, do you know what? I'm just gonna let's have a look. I'll just read this out to you. You know, iPhone. I screenshotted this the other day. Off but somebody. the PowerPoint that I can email to you, you could actually present it to the faculty and then everyone you know at your school would know. Here we go. This chick post, posted on her Facebook the other day. It's a picture of these kangaroos, right? Just for your podcasters, okay? Mm. Picture of these kangaroos with a sunset and there's like a silhouette of all these roos on what looks like obviously land and it says, thanks, but I don't need to be welcome to my own country. <laughs> And made, Is she Aboriginal? No. And made to be responsible for things that happened 234 years ago. And I was like, do you know what? That's absolute pig ignorance. Is she and, from Kalgoorlie? Yeah. Yeah, Kalgoorlie people are racist. And Not I all like, of them, but I unfriended that person. It just... I have no problem with people... You know, people don't want to, but don't share stupid views like that. I mean, it's just... It's embarrassing. Because I'll tell you why people do that. They are seeking other racists in their friendship or in circle of influence mm. 
they're seeking the approval of other races. So basically, like, people will start to go into, you know, idealistic camps, like, you know, where, like, the KKK and they're, like, you know... the yes shocked at that person that she did that. I'm never shocked when it's Kalgoorlie people because everybody that I know from... not Sorry, not everybody because I know some people that are very, like, not racist. But... I did my friend's hair the other day and she said something and I literally just, I was like in radio silence. I just could not believe she had said that. So it's still something that's very real and that's why I'm like very passionate about it. Like you're obviously doing your part with the next generation of children, but the hard thing is to re-educate middle-aged people that are like married to their ideas or and they're not interested in like new information you know it's just really hard but But unfortunately those middle generation people are the ones that are educating the young children coming that's right so i get this i had a bit of a confrontation with a co-worker because nadoc week I don't think NADOC should be a week. I think we should be doing it incidentally throughout everything that we do all the time. A theme, yeah. Yeah, an ongoing thing. And I disagreed with the notion of teaching my... I teach kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's just get the tokenistic... Um, you know, don't get me wrong, there's some beautiful uh, Dreamtime stories out there, but doing the, the tokenistic when the snake bites the sun and the kangaroo got their tails book and all those kind of how the birds got their colours, all those kind of books, for any of you who are educational or there. Um, and I didn't really want to do, oh, let's just read the story and then we'll make our own picture of a parrot and we'll paint it, because that's what the Aboriginal story's about. Is that Catholic curriculum? No, it's not. Or is yeah. that just your school That's your decided. take. That would be a, a teacher's take on how they would interpret it. But is there a procedure for it? Well, not on the curriculum. Um... It obviously states about being aware of other cultures and communities. and, and, and it, They should have a crystal clear procedure. This is what we do on this date. So then... Fergie Downer. It's like a rollout Anyway, so, um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I've been guilty of doing that in the past, of teaching. When I first came to Australia, I actually contacted the university and said, oh, hi, I'm a palm, I've come over, um, I'm new to Australia. Are there any courses that I could do? to help teach me cultural awareness. And they said no. I was absolutely sure. <laughs> what you knew was that? Oh, I can't remember who I asked. And I was just like, What the oh. hell? They should... But that's changed since then, though. And now you can actually go to the university and do units on it. Well, a great course to do is there's a guy called... I'll leave it in the show notes. But one of my friends, I've, I've done the course as well. But yeah. it's like all around... Yeah, like it would be great in, for someone like in that situation. Yeah, so then I guess it was up to me to then find my own professional development to find out about culture and stuff because I was like I, I, you know I just, just we don't up, hear we don't hear about it in the UK about what went on over here <laughs> you wouldn't hear about it in the UK no so that was I was like well it's up to me to kind of educate myself on it and I did like some when I was in Kalgoorlie I did some courses on like uh, language awareness and aboriginal cultural uh, where did they have those in Kalgoorlie they had the language um center in Kalgoorlie that was like one of the main streets and so I contacted them and they came in and they did a talk with us that's amazing so in Kalgoorlie if someone was listening they want to do something they could go to there's like um yeah the language and cultural center it was on the main on the main street how do I not know what that is I don't know it's the main street not Vega no, not bigger. Um, no, it's just the language and cultural thing. Oh, it's where ahead of time used to be. Is that opposite there? Opposite there. 
And then they normally have like a display in the window and stuff like that of all like different resources you can buy. It's hard to come by, but it is there. Anyway, so then I ended up going back to what I was saying was then I had a discussion with my co-worker about what we would do for NADOC and I was like, I'm not doing the tokenistic. You're not allowed to just do dot paintings anymore. You know, there's you need to be, you can show them different artists and you can honour the artists, but you know, we don't do that anymore. Good. So I went right back to the basics and I was like, do you know what, these painty kids are coming in. You think about the generation of parents. So the parents are roughly my age, probably younger, I'm kidding myself. They're younger. Really? They don't, maybe they're not very, uh, not being generalised over here, not very educated on it. So we went back, right back to basics. Well, if, if um, they are our age, yeah. I can tell you right now that the level of education and awareness they had when they were at school was zero. Yeah. Um, but there are some really beautiful stories out there right now. Um, and you can get them from, like, Target and Kmart. You so, bought me some. You know that one I bought you? So there's that lovely book. Um, Bobby Lassa. What's it called? Uh, Somebody's Land. Yeah. And there's the, the, the series of it. There's Somebody's Land. There's Welcome to Country. There's Country. I've got all of them in my son's bedroom. So I was like, right, let's do Somebody's Land as an introduction to the children. And um, we read it and we talked about how... Imagine if you had a toy... Or remember somebody came into your garden and was like, this garden's lovely, it's mine. <laughs> but I've been living here, this is my house. Yeah, but I like it and I've just come in here and now it's mine. Mm. And we kind of put it into that idea, of, okay, well, you've got a toy, but I've just come in here and now it's mine. And mm. the children were really They quite, can relate to that. Yeah, the children were really <laughs> quite shocked about it. And they were like, but that's what happened, guys. And, you know, and that's why... We need to say thank you because, you know, this isn't the line. Did they ask lots of questions? Lots of questions. That would be very thought-provoking. Yeah. We had a lot of um, children in Kalgoorlie that used to have quite... The opinions of their parents would come into the school. Anyway, um, we ended up doing that like somebody's land and then we ended up talking about where we lived and being thankful for the land and we ended up doing... All the children did unique individual pictures of things that they love, enjoy, enjoy doing when they're outside on Nunga Budja, 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 Nunga Budja land and so what they enjoy doing. So, like, it could be like that's just nice. like going for a walk in the bushland, going to the beach. I was like, well, that's still Nunga land, guys. It's just, it's in Perth, it's Nunga land. So, we did that and we drew that instead, and every single picture was different. But even if they just fly over Australia and you're in the air, you're still in Aboriginal country. Yeah, so... So it's the air and the sea. But I wonder, is a Catholic curriculum different to a public school curriculum? Because I'm No, 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 no. The religion side of it is, yes. But Um, with Aboriginal um, teaching and all of that, is um, it? Because I'm pretty sure that the public schools have a process that every single public school in the state is following. Yeah. And the process is amazing. And little, um, they just do like integrating different things, but it, it has made me just feel so happy to like see all of these initiatives. So I wonder, mm. so what was the chick's argument? No, no, she didn't argue it, but she was just happy to stick with her normal planning. What was her plan? um, Well, they just did a book focus and they did paintings and stuff off that story, which, you know, that's nice and it's lovely. I think I spent, when we did meditation in the afternoon, because we always do meditation, instead of doing our usual um, mindfulness, we listened to Dreamtime music instead. I bet they love that. And then that's the time that we then put on 
the Dreamtime stories, and I yeah. used it then as opposed to let's listen to Dreamtime story, let's make a tokenistic bit of craft from it. I thought, well, we can use the dream. Have an experience. Yeah, yeah. have it as a more of an experience. And, you know, we went on things like we, we have a bush grove at our school, so we went for a walk, and then when we were down there, I was like, right, let's sit down and have a chat. What do we call chats? Well, the yarning circles. And in the yarning circle, you have to be respectful of who's talking, and they're the spokesperson, and that's how how our elders and how they used to communicate with each other was that they'd have a yarning circle and they'd show respect for each other and whoever was talking. And we'd take it in turns to share our knowledge, our skills. And so we each kind of did a lot of that kind That's of That's so stuff. cool. Yeah. So it's like they had the learning part, they had the sensory part. Yeah. Like, bet it was more like a holistic approach to learning about Aboriginal culture yeah. compared to her, like, read a book. Well, but, you know, and some, lots of teachers do a holistic approach and there's some beautiful schools out there that it's integrated every day in the classroom and it's beautiful. But there are some schools that just do tokenistic stuff. Um, and I can see why it would be offensive. Well, if you listen to my podcast I did recently, or it might not have been on the pod, I don't know if I talked about it when I was putting the colour on or after, but my friend who is an emergency nurse was working in a hospital and they had a patient come in who was a teacher and was sounded like she was a member of the KKK. She was like mouthing off all these racial slurs. (gasps) I'm not even joking. That's embarrassing. And I said to my friend, in that situation, like, what do you do? And she said... You have to treat them. Well, she had to treat her, but she said it, it really haunted her because of the fact that the lady is a teacher. So you have exposure to children, you're influencing children, yeah. you have access to children and you feel like that, that's not good. No. And it's, it was in a place where there were lots of Aboriginal kids. And so, yeah, it I made me feel... I would have reported her. Well, I don't know what the process was, but my friend was very proactive with things like that and I think she just felt like, yeah, it really affected her that someone... Yeah, that's not Could okay. possibly, but just the nature of the things she was saying was just so horrific. It was so bad. Well, you and have to be careful what you say because as teachers, we're in such a position of power. power yeah. They know it's not okay. That's, you know, I have to be really careful and you have to be careful like putting this podcast out about my opinions and stuff because I represent my Catholic school system. So, you know, if I start putting my ideas and stuff out there. But everything not- that you live by would be everything that is the values of your employer yes and no there's nothing (laughs) there's no opinion that you have or maybe there might be things but not in relation to this subject no but as far as the catholic school because i've seen their um, reconciliation action plans and all of that for like school systems in wa and i know for sure everything that you're saying right now is in line with their action plans Mm. so yeah i don't think there's a problem I just won't talk about other certain subjects that no, might be different. Right, but, yeah, but, think... school, but schools are changing to that too in general anyway if you're talking about other topics. Yeah, yeah, but... And you're never all going to agree on every political whatever. Yeah. It's just a matter of like having a respectful workplace where, you know, just say, for example, you know, whatever it might be of somebody. Like I have friends that come from all different walks of life with their sexuality, their religion, their political stance, you know, even just things like they don't like butter, they'll have margarine and I would, if someone made me toast with margarine, I would not be their friend anymore. 
So it's like we're so different, but you know, you can just. Margarine is like one ingredient off uh, poison, isn't it? Or something silly like that. I don't know. It tastes. But you know, if you put margarine in a garage with rats, they wouldn't eat it. Really? Yep. But that's the same with lollies, and lollies are amazing. Yeah, but I wouldn't eat a tub of... I'd eat a tub of lollies, but I wouldn't eat a tub of margarine. <laughs> Stop. Oh. No, I'd rather you talk about the, the pimple poppers than margarine. That's how much... Oh, those, I could, those are called um, a certain styosis cystomas. I feel like I'm a fully qualified dermatologist as a result of all my pimple popping porn. I can tell you different... What's a diastis cystoma? A, um, a sci- sci- I can't even say it now. Basically, they're... Ones that live under the skin, you have to pop them with like a blade, mm-hmm. and when you squeeze them out, the content looks like yellow custard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you have to remove the little sack, and then you have to put a stitch in it. A stitch. Yeah, because you you basically slice the skin to get it out. Ah! So that's not a normal pimper. That's a styosis cystoma. That's think, a. Is it like a boil? No, it's different. That's a cyst. Boils are like cysts. cysts. I've got a good boil story when you finish telling but me what cysts, they all are. Wait, you, cysts, you have to um, numb them and then they slice them and then you can either try and remove them with the whole... It's called being lanced, I think. Yeah, you get lanced them. And they can pull them out without popping them if they can and that's better. But some of them, they have to <laughs> squeeze the content out first. Do you watch those? Yeah. Like I've not... Now, more recently, I'm more into <laughs> the rigid blackheads have you seen a boil before have you had one yeah i had one on the inside of my ass cheek right oh i had one like that in bali i couldn't sit down and i thought i honestly this was i would had sheila but i was about to go on an airplane and the drive from Calgary to perth i just felt like there was i was sitting on fire i was like what the fuck's going on do i have gastro no i and my perineum and my inside of my butt was just throbbing like literally and then by the time i get to perth six hours later i'm literally like hovering above the chair i can sit down and so i get to my mum's house i put on a g-street i show it to her we're about to go on an airplane and she goes you can't go on an airplane without a boil because the pressure will and it it would literally spray the windows of the place. Oh. So I go to the doctor, like the after hours doctor. And I was with my sister. I'm in my velour tracksuit. And it's like this little old dude sitting down. As he sits down, I just roll in, put my leg up on the table. He's oh like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's very visual. Just go and have a seat, please. Anyway, it, they needed two dudes and it had to like be on a bed. Like to be lanced. <laughs> It was so bad. So you had it, where was it? Where was this? It was literally like inside oh my Oh my gosh, she's just pointed to her flaps. No, not, not, <laughs> so if you imagine your butt, right? Yeah. And you imagine your bum hole. So it wasn't that close in. It was sort of like where your butt cheeks just begin to touch one another. Like right there. Okay, yeah. And well, that, how would it get in there? That's You must have had it in growing a hair or something. Kalgoorlie. So this is something that some people don't know. In Kalgoorlie, there's like a boil plague. So when I had Matthew, little cute baby, I take him home from the hospital and then I see something on his belly. And I was like, what's that? And it looked like a pimple. 
but it just kept getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Went back to the hospital. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. We're having like a boil, like a staph outbreak. Oh, staph. So ever since then, we got boils. Yeah. So then Damien got one on his neck and we were in Laverton and there was this chick. And I, I still swear to this day, she was like a serial killer that would like abduct backpackers. But she, she had to lance the boil on his neck. <laughs> I was watching her lancing the boil and her face was like this. Was she like... And I was frothed, like, frothed. like I was a bit grossed out, but I was also scared because I'm like, yeah, who pulled that face yeah. when they're lancing someone's boil? Oh it was that, like, you could tell it was, it was like, yeah. She was having an orgasm from it. She yeah. literally was. Her eyes were like, <laughs> so yeah, that's my experience with boils. But I haven't had one since then. I had a huge one on my butt cheek when I was in Bali. And I, you know, I sit down and sat perhaps thinking that I'd sat on a, a fly or something and a piece of stone anyway <laughs> I, I like got it and I like squeezed it and I was like oh my god I just have to grip, grip my teeth and squeezed it and I'm not kidding you it like covered the whole of my palm it was so gross oh my that was god the worst when I, I wish you had made a video of it you could make your I own could have made millions from that although yeah millions wow. but there's some amazing ones on there there's this one on YouTube it's on Dr. Pimple Popper sorry no not getting any affiliated links with this. Yeah, thing. you get sponsored by Pimple So Popper. Dr. Pimple Popper, he has this um, lump on his knee, this guy, right? And she's like, oh, I think it's a, a lupoma, which lupoma is, if you know what, if you're a porn addict, like porn, a pimple popping porn addict like me, lupoma is basically fatty deposits under the skin. They're like orange and they pull them out. Really? But she thought it was that on his knee anyway. So she starts like prepping his knee up, putting the iodine on it and syringing it to make it numb. And as she said, she's like, no, nah, no. Nah. It this moves around a bit too freely for it to be one of those. Like it, she was moving it. Was around. it malaria? It was like the size of a tennis ball on the sky. That's knee. malaria. But... No, it's not. Anyway, she she starts cutting into it with that far out. The only way I can describe what it looked like as she was squeezing the contents, it was a cyst. Amazing. Porridge was coming out of it. <laughs> like she squeezed it, and she squeezed it. Did you it. watch the whole movie? Oh, I did. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> What Watching. was it like the socket once it was all removed? So, oh, then he had like what could only be described as an empty scrotum on his knee. Yeah. After he squeezed it all out, and she had to cut a lot of the excess skin off. And what was the cause? Um, he'd had, she reckons, she was lucky, she said that his whole knee didn't explode. She said he must have caused a trauma to his knee, like bumped it a year or so ago, and it upset um, something underneath the skin. Um, as a result, it produced skin cells, and the more basically cysts are just accumulation of skin cells and pus. No so way! It just is that kept, what a cyst is? Yeah, as so it just kept going and going and going and going. And I'm not kidding you; it's the size of a tennis ball. And how this guy could even get a pair of pants on and pull them over his knee? Was he Vietnamese? No, no, no. This oh, is this a, is a Caucasian dude. Oh, just, you know, just a, yeah. You should have seen it though, like how this knee did not explode. I have a question. Do you know anyone who has ever been septic? Septic. Uh, they have had septicemia? Uh, yeah, but they died. Yeah, right, because you die, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How Septic is when your blood is poisoned. Yeah. How did his knee get like that? without yeah. the whole body going yeah. friggin' septic. I don't know. I don't think... How? Like, I had mastitis in one breast. I, I nearly died. Yeah, it's hard. I overheated so hard, I actually nearly died. Yeah, it's hard. So how does he get a knee 
like that big, how did he not go septic? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's capped inside a cell wall, like inside a big cyst wall. That it, that's why. Oh, it doesn't go into the blood system. No, 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 no. It's just inside. So maybe that's why it is. That must be why. Yeah. So then septic must be a poisoned blood, whereas a cyst must just be poisoned skin. And yeah. Then, but pus is blood, isn't it? No, pus is just yuck. I don't know. Hey, Google. What's pus? <laughs> it's like shit. Okay. No. No, like pus in a pimple. Oh, sorry, podcasters, that's rubbish. Hey, Google, volume up. Hey, Google, volume up. And we're back. So Google actually did not know the meaning of pus. It said to move in a certain direction. Pus? Is it my accent, do you reckon? Pus? Pass? I don't know. They think you're calling someone a puss. Puss. Keep your head still, bro. I don't know. Well, there you go. I thought pus was blood. But anyway. No, pus is not blood. It's like cells. So what other types of pimples are there? So there's the one you the said. The cystomas, which are the yellowy custody ones. There's lymphomas, which are the... I don't think I'm saying these correctly because I'm. they say it with such quick American accents. There's those ones that are like our orangey fatty deposits into the skin. There are cysts, which are like the boil ones. Where you you know you could squeeze and squeeze and squeeze away, but they wouldn't come out unless you sliced it or landed. I've it. had them before where you have a pimple and it yeah. feels like it's blind. Yeah, and then you get blackheads, and then you have what they call a dilated pore of a whiner. So that's like a big blackhead. I've only ever seen the videos for that on the on the back, and they just they're like a crater. And those are really like stone. You want a tissue, bro? Yes, please. Wait. I pick in my nose. It's because the dog's near me. Uh, oh, in the cupboard over there. It's because the dog's near me and I'm allergic to him. <laughs> yeah. That's your dog. Yeah. Where, 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 where? In the white TV cupboard. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a dog, a rescue dog from Kalgoorlie, um, who I'm highly allergic to. It's funny that you have a dog that you're allergic to. I'm highly allergic to him, however. So is that what makes your nose runny? Yeah. Because wow. I've just been patting him and then I've touched my face. Thanks, Fergie. I love like you too. ASMR. Yeah. Some people get, yeah. Yeah, I'm allergic to him. Yeah, so there's the, those ones. Uh, what else is there? There's like the little white head ones into the skin. Please stop shaking your head. I'm not. I was blowing my nose. No, not but when you did your nose, just then you'd look that way and then that way. When you look, your head actually moves. Okay, sorry. Um, so the little white head ones. Like would you ever watch a pimple popping video if it was an animal? No. I try, so, you know I was saying about how when you watch these YouTube pop, 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 pimple popping videos and it realises you're a sicko and gives you recommendations. <laughs> so one of the recommendations it gave me was to look at, what do they call them? Jiggle bugs? Jiggle bugs? I don't know, they're basically these little maggoty things that burrow into dog skin oh, okay. and eat their flesh alive. So it started giving a recommendation to watch them. I watched one and I was horrified. Do you know what malaria is? Yeah. What? 
What's that disease that makes you sick and you shit yourself and that? And you get high fevers. Bro, malaria is a, like, you know, you can get Ross River virus yeah. if you go to Bali and a mozzie will bite yeah. you. Malaria is like that, but in Africa. And my auntie, I did a podcast with her. If you didn't iron all of your sheets before you put them on your bed in Africa, you get malaria. Yeah. And it's like Dr. Pimple Popper, except it's maggots, bro. Oh, that's so gross. She's watching videos on her phone of young children in a race. Yeah. The one in the green shirt one. My little friend's girl. She's um, doing a kindy sports carnival. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't handle the sneak. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to put it out? Yeah, blow it. I have... Dr. Pimple Popper for your nose. Just l- make it rain. Do you want another tissue? No, I'm okay. Oh. I'll keep snorting it and annoy you. Please don't. I have autism, so stuff like that really freaks me out. Any repetitive... Or like when people go... <coughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, shut up. There's nothing in your throat. I have a co-worker at school that she just continually taps her leg. Like this. Yeah, I could see. I would literally pass out like I would faint. I said to her when we went to a social, she was doing it next to me. I said, do you have a dildo leg? What's wrong with your leg? <laughs> You've got, like, dildo leg going on. I, like, I said, I can't sit next to you if you're doing that. It's, like, irritating me. It's literally part of why I had to get divorced. Because he just couldn't stop shaking his legs. Every time he sat down, his legs. Is that ADHD? Like, ADHD? No, it's called restless leg syndrome. Oh. But the thing is, it's fine that people have that. It's not their fault. But I can't be around it because, first, it makes me want to vomit. And then once I start dry reaching, if I still can't exit, then I feel like I'm going to faint. And I've only ever had it once where I actually did faint because I was stuck on a plane. I couldn't go anywhere. Seatbelt sign was on. This guy kept shaking his fucking leg. But yeah, it's like, I think my body reaches like a stage of like, I'm so over whatever. Like the tablets definitely help now. Um, but pri- when I was younger, especially when I was like probably 18, 19, I would just start dry reaching. And people would be like, why are you vomiting? But it was because someone was chewing with their mouth open or oh. like sniffing or... I lived in Asia for four and a half years. So I dry- couldn't do it. That's the thing. I literally... I could not do it. Like, I think people that don't have sensory issues would just... It would seem, like, unreal type of thing. Yeah, but... But lots of people in, like, different Facebook groups around the world that have what I have, a lot of them don't ever leave the house. Yeah. Because it's so... Like, that's why I wear my headphones everywhere. You go to, like, Coles, for example, and some old bastard has coins in his pocket and he's jingling them. Literally, it will make me feel so ill, like so, so ill. I can't even tell you. Mm, like, stop. I find smells do that to me. Really? I think that's why my house has plugins everywhere. That if um, if something doesn't smell, ugh. like at school, I'm forever. It's really hard because you have rules about what you can spray in the classroom. Because if, but I'm forever like got the fans blowing. I've got oils in the diffuser. But you deserve a trophy for working with children because they're disgusting. Well, they make the most atrocious smells, yeah. Oh, yuck. But I'm obsessed. So I have French perfume in all of my toilets and every time my kids take a bog or anyone takes a bog, you have to spray French perfume. That's my quirk. Is that an Aussie saying, take a bog? Yes, like take a shit. Is that what it's called, take a bog? Interesting. On a podcast, you're meant to say poop. 
okay. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow calls it, is poop. poop. But anyway... Because when... in the UK, calling a bog, a toilet bog, it's like very slang for, oh yeah, I'm going to the bog. Well, I'll teach you some more language, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Another word for the toilet is the john. The john. So I'm going to go take a bog on the john. Why is it the john? I don't know, but I didn't realise that not everyone knows what that means. But one day I said it and people were like, who's john? And I'm like, Maggie. john's my toilet. Like seeing that the dog's doing my head down. He's doing that. What? Yeah, my mum had a dog that would make noises go like that. I was like, bed. shut the fuck up. No, I, that drives me mad if I'm sat on the sofa and he's doing that. No, Fergie, go away. Sorry. I love the dog to pieces. Podcasters, don't worry, I'm not going to abuse the dog. But he um, <laughs> he gets a bit of anxiety and he just stop, keeps licking and licking and licking. And that's sloppy. No, he's hungry. He wants you to feed him. No, he's been fed. Um, and look at him. He's got a nice bit. He's like a kitchen table. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty stocked. Oh, I have a clip of yours in the bathroom, by the way. You left it your last time. It's good, because I, I get to stage out. where I'm running out, and I'm like, I can't left that many. Well, Evan was hairdressing my hair last night, because he said oh, that I told him that you were coming to do my hair, and he said, oh, I'll do it before Kylie gets here. Oh, I love it. So I had so much hair product in my hair last night. He's a hairdresser. He put in beach spray. What did he Heat say he wants spray. to be when he's older at his school thing? Uh, he wants to be a firefighter. Oh my god, I love him. Yeah. Firefighter or a hairdresser. Is he in kindy? Yeah. Isn't it so cute when they all stand up and they say, When I grow up, I'm going to be. Yeah. Fergie, bed. I wonder what did you want to be when you were a little kid? I wanted to be a mermaid. Wow. Or I wanted to be... I wanted to own my own ice cream truck. Wow. Yeah. When was the last time you bought an ice cream from an ice cream truck? I haven't for a very long time because I don't really rate Aussie truck ice cream. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, the shit ones, that's a new thing because they used to be so good. But I recently got one in Scarborough yeah. and I got it coated in chocolate. And yeah. I, it's making me feel sick even say, but the chocolate didn't taste like chocolate. Was it like canola oil? The consistency was margarine. Oh, it's canola oil. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, nasty. I was just like... Fergie bed. It's so gross. Yeah, no, nah, that's not nice. And even like the cones are like so yellow looking. They're not like how... What we call Mr. Whippy in the UK with really, really lush white ice cream. That's another word for bog as well. Is going to go take a Mr. Whippy? Oh, no, <laughs> that's more slang. That's gross. Um, when have you ever met my cousin Karis that lived in Kalgoorlie? I don't know. You got that many family members. So she looks just like me. So this one you'll remember if you meet her because you're like, oh, she actually looks like me. Anyway. <laughs> Hand on heart, when her and I were kids, we used to, we'd be like, when we're older, we're going to be strippers. <laughs> like, that was what we used to say. Wow. Because we just, we always, like, love, just, yeah, we're like, yeah, we'll be strippers. And it's funny, because she drives dump trucks. I'm a musician. Stop. Stay still. I'm trying to move the dog. You're going to move the foils out of your hair and then they'll bleed all over your stop it. You're annoying me. The dog's only doing it because you're looking at him, bro. Ignore the dog. It's like children. Just don't look at him and then he'll just go and play with his Lego. I Um, can see him in my peripheral vision. So close your eyes. 
But anyway, me and Kat, so neither of us ended up being a stripper. But yeah, we always thought... You didn't end up being a stripper. No. I've never stripped. I've literally never stripped in my life. No, I haven't either. But I wanted to. Oh. And then my friend, who I never thought he would be a stripper, he is has been stripping for about 20 years. Does he like her? Well, he must. He's been literally doing it for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, but is he doing it because he hasn't found his niche of what he wants to do? and he's, Or does he do it because of the money? Or I don't know. I never really asked. Okay. But I would assume that he enjoys it because it's a long time to do something. If you have, say, like an exit strategy, like most strippers will say that. How much would someone have to pay you to be a stripper? Would you do it for a million dollars? Pay them, I'd pay them the way I look at the moment. <laughs> if someone came in right now, just say if your neighbour yeah. said, I have a million dollars in this briefcase, Will you strip me? Would you do it? Well, how far are we talking stripping? Well, I don't know what do strippers do. Wait, all the way down to my undies. I could do to my undies, but I wouldn't do any more than that. I'm not showing them my my cave and my boobs. No. Would you lay on a naked beach? Naked. I don't, no, I don't think I would. Me neither. No. I honestly, like, as much as I love being naked and I always wanted to be a stripper, I actually hate when people are looking at my body when I didn't, like, sign up for them to do yeah. that. Or even just looking at me in general, I feel weird knowing when people are sort of staring. It makes me uncomfortable. So, like, a naked beach, I don't know. I feel like you would have predatory sort of weirdos there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you enter a wet t-shirt con? No. Me neither. What the heck is that noise? Is that my dishwasher? If you like randomly, for example, something happened to your clothes and they caught on fire, you only had either a shirt or pants left for the rest of the day, what would you rather have covered? I'd go, I'd a shirt, I'm a toilet, I'd, I'd walk with a bit of a stoop to cover my badge. I'd choose the pants. Would you? Yeah. Because I, I think men get their nips out. It doesn't bother me. Whereas having your genitals, I just, yeah. Oh, true that, actually, yeah. Because what I could do is I could put my arm across my boobs. Well, if your hair grows longer, then you could just wear your hair. Then. Well, this was the thing. I was saying this to work colleagues. I try to grow my hair like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> However, as I'm getting older... It's a little bit ironic. It's a little bit... Don't It's a little bit ironic. It's like, hey, yeah. Oh, it's far up my ears. Um, it's a little bit ironic that my hair is like this because as I'm getting older and I'm trying to grow my hair down to my tits, my tits are growing down to the floor, so I'm having to grow my hair longer, longer. to catch up with the with the saggy tits. If you had started at say 15, do you think that your hair would cover? Oh, I had hair long enough at one point that they covered no, but my boobs. Current hair, if you were say 15 or before you were 20, would this current length of hair do you think would it cover your nipples? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. So you should have started a little while ago. I look, I can't lie, I did have my hair over my nipples when I was younger. Just. They've always a bit, my nipples have always been a little bit south of the border. What would you rather, no nipples or mm. no toes? 
No nipples. I could draw my nipples on. Yeah, I would, I would much rather just... I'd just nipples. get nipple stickers and then I would colour them in brown and stick them but on. But what do you need a nipple for? You don't even need a nipple. That's like right. Like a toe, if you didn't have a toe, you would have hardly any balance. And if you didn't have a nipple, you never have to worry about them poking through your shirt when you're cold. Yeah. Or would you rather? <laughs> a fully flexed out moustache, like, um, well, you keep still. Like, you know, like a senorita or yeah. no eyebrows. No eyebrows. I'd go no eyebrows as well because you can just get eyebrows tattooed on. Yeah, but I'm going to get mine done. If you have Didn't a moustache... No, okay. If you have a moustache... My eyes are itchy because I touched the dog and I touched my face. Bingo, wash your hair. Yeah, I will do it now. We finish. Um, uh, if you have a mustache, it's like I have a mustache, and it's like this never-ending thing of having to remove the hair. Whereas yeah. if you have no eyebrows, you can just tattoo them on, which yeah. is a lot easier than well, trying. I'm to... getting mine tattooed because I don't have any eyebrows. Um, well, thank you for joining us on the pod, and it's been a pleasure. And today we are behind the chair with Kelly. Yeah, we don't know whether my hair's going to come out. Green. And I hope that you're doing it blonde. I hope so. That will be funny. Yeah. Any final words or words of wisdom for? No, I'm, I want to see this PowerPoint. Oh, I'll send about you the, the PowerPoint. I thought about doing a special pod episode as well, where I'm going to do it as a spoken form. I'll I'll show it to you now, and I'll email it to you. If anyone else would like a copy, it's at reconciliation. Uh, no, it's at R. It's at rwa.org or something. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.